Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Reinhardt from the top of the left circle. And looking to bring it in from center point. Eckland works it right side. On across here to Ben. And a shot. They score. Short side Sam Reinhardt on the 26th shot of the third period. And the Panthers come back is complete with 14.4 to go. I don't believe it. 5-4 to four, Florida. Not great, Bob. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals implode in Florida and fall to the Panthers. Secondary scoring put the Caps in a position to win on a four-game homestand. Starts tomorrow with Chicago in town. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, December 1st. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The sun did come up this morning, although the Capitals losing in disastrous fashion last night to the Florida Panthers at FLA Live Arena, the final score, 5-4. to four. Ben, it was a stunning outcome as Washington blew a three-goal third-period lead and were outshot 26-2 to two by the Panthers in the third period, the most shots the Capitals have ever given up in any third period in franchise history, the Panthers, the 26 shots, the most they ever got in a third period in franchise history. And as good as this month of November has been, now they got to pick up the pieces. That was one of the biggest meltdowns of the Ovechkin era, if not in franchise history. Yeah, and such a sour way for the Capitals to wrap up month of November. And at the second intermission, John, starting to think ahead to our postgame show and to the podcast this morning, I'm thinking celebratory mood, you know, wrapping up the month of November with a big convincing win in Florida and obviously wasn't meant to be. And credit the Florida Panthers, a shorthanded bunch themselves, missing two-thirds of their optimal top line. And for them to rally from three goals down with four unanswered, it's a big character win for the Panthers. And as far as the Capitals are concerned, to have a 20-minute showing like that in the third, you know, sometimes in games, you know, maybe seven, eight minutes get away from you, but inevitably there's a TV timeout. There's a coach's timeout. There might be a power play opportunity. There will be chances to restore momentum on your side to get things back in control, back on ground. And they had all of those TV timeouts, a coach's timeout, a power play, whatever the opportunity was for the Capitals last night. They couldn't restore order in a third period that was collapsed from their perspective. Some late penalties doing them in Florida scoring the game tying and eventual game winning goals with the man advantage. So very deflating for the Capitals, even the fact that they ultimately lose in regulation. They were 14 seconds away from at least securing one point in the standings had it gone to overtime, but big, big deflating loss for the Capitals and be interesting to see how they now rebound turning ahead tomorrow against Chicago. At the NHL level, I think it's the most one-sided period of hockey I ever saw. Head coach Peter Laviolette, these are quotes of his from last night. He said, we got punched for 20 minutes. We stopped playing. We stopped working. That's how you get outshot 26 to two, two games in a row 
we stopped working. Ben, I kind of lost it a little bit and just because it was such a tremendous game in Carolina, and I was kind of in the full props to Carolina mode in the third period, but this is the second straight third period as head coach Peter Laviolette not only said last night, but said he was angry about this the second time in a row that his team has stopped working in the third period. I thought it was a better period for Carolina than that, and last night completely obviously one-sided, but it is a bit of a disturbing trend and something the Capitals need to shake off with a four-game homestand starting tomorrow night. Yeah, and you know, you get away with the win on Sunday in Carolina, which again was a terrific hockey game against the Hurricanes, so you come away with the two points, and Maybe it doesn't register nearly as much as this one certainly will, or you certainly hope this one will be uh, will serve as a wake up call. But you know what the difference too on on Sunday, while the Hurricanes erased a two goal deficit, tied it at two, Capitals eventually restored the lead thanks to power play opportunities they were able to take advantage of. And last night in Florida, the Panthers they were starting to claw their way back in the third period. They had drawn to four to two. When Frank Vitrano of the Panthers was called for an offensive zone tripping penalty, the Capitals had a power play chance six minutes into the third where they could have restored a three-goal lead, gotten momentum back on their side, and not only did they not convert on the power play, which looked very lackluster, they allowed a shorthanded goal against. And those are the opportunities. Those are the moments. Justin Williams used to say, you got to seize the moment, seize the opportunity. They did it on Sunday in Raleigh. They were unable to do so last night in Florida. They didn't know it at the time, but that really proved to be a turning point. Kept momentum on the Panthers' side, and they just kept coming. That they did. And one of the things that we pride ourselves around here, we always want to tell you the truth, and we've certainly done that. It was a clunker of a performance. So I don't want this to sound too much like turd polishing here, but there were a number of good things that happened last night, which made the end result perhaps been all the more stunning in the third period but the caps as they have the entire month of november through 40 minutes they got contributions from guys who would be called secondary scores beck malenstein we're looking at you a goal and an assist dimitri orlov gets a couple of assists lars Eller's able to get a goal and just his second of the year and the caps had that game in control that was a good game that was a terrific road game through 40 minutes last night for washington I can't believe it turned the way it did, but there still were good things that hopefully they can carry some of them forward here. The Hershey line was tremendous. Ilya Samsonov ends up making a career best 45 saves. And you say, well, you give up five goals and you lose. No, no, no. I don't care. Ilya was really good last night. They might've had 10 goals by the time that was over. If he was in rough shape, I really thought there were a lot of things the team did right. But as head coach Laviolette said, they just stopped playing. They quit in the third period. It's unfortunate for all the reasons you mentioned. And I'll, I'll add another, John, the play of Martin Ferravari. He is playing with a swagger. He was playing with a swagger the opening two periods last night. Physical, engaging in post-whistle scrums, coming to the defense of his teammates in-game. He had big hits. A big hit on Carter Verhage comes to mind. He was engaged physically with Jonathan Huberdo, coming to Ilya Samsonov's defense when he felt a number of Panthers were getting in the goaltender's grill. But I really liked what we saw out of Martin Ferravari in addition to the examples you gave, the secondary scoring. And again, the first 40 minutes were, were representative of what the past few weeks have been like, getting those secondary contributions, getting the contributions up and down throughout the lineup and the solid goaltending. And again, just unfortunate for all those reasons that it did get away from them in such epic fashion over the final 20 minutes. One of the guys that 
the images and maybe the image from last night, Beck Malenstein, who we played the goal off the top of Sam Reinhardt that proved to be the game winner. That was a power play goal. It was a penalty and not much of a penalty, I thought, on Beck Malenstein for goaltender. It wasn't, John. It wasn't. I'm going to cut you off. That was that was a vet move by Sergei Bobrovsky. Bob must have felt Beck Malenstein in his crease, knew the official was nearby. That was a vet move by by Sergei Bobrovsky, but that was that's too bad for for Beck Malenstein. That's really unfortunate. That was not a good call. I agree with you. And to further that point, I wanted to say that when you have a goal and an assist, the Hershey line I thought was really good. The image of the night was Malenstein in the box and couldn't even pick his head up. He was so disappointed. He felt like he had let the team down. It was obvious. And just even watching through the monitor what was going on there. But I got a lot of time for Beck Malenstein and the way he plays the game. I see him as a fourth-line winger on this team. Somebody's going to crash and bang. I kind of like the idea of that line being together and maybe by the time that they maybe change some things you get in toward next year and you never know who comes back year over year you know I could see those three guys playing together here for a while the way that they've played but that line as a whole and especially Beck last night it's a shame that it ended the way it did because you don't want a night you get your first NHL goal first multi-point game to end like that but I'm with you I'm not blaming him on the penalty at the end and I liked his game last night. And I'm sure the coaching staff, his teammates, will see the replay of that penalty and recognize that as well. So unfortunate for it to end in that manner. But big picture, as far as Beck Malenstein is concerned, I agree with you. I mean, he's a quote-unquote only played seven career NHL games, so don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. But certainly a guy who you can see becoming a fan favorite, who do a lot of those little things, are physical, maybe play bigger than their size would even suggest, and a lot of the little things, penalty killing, getting in on the forecheck, and essentially being a pest at times, and that's what Vic Malenstein is as an asset uh, to the Hershey Bears and more recently to the Capitals. And a good story, too, John, in terms of a guy Let's highlight as well the fact that he missed all of last season with a torn Achilles. And because of COVID rules and border regulations, he stayed in his native British Columbia, wasn't with the Hershey Bears, wasn't with the Capitals, was pretty isolated in terms of having a rehab from a very difficult injury, had to stay away from the ice, as you could imagine, with an Achilles injury. And it took a lot of time and it took some mental strength for him to battle through that, to get through that. And he was reinvigorated and re-energized when he came to training camp this fall showed himself well in camp in the preseason, began the year with Hershey, and has made the most of his opportunity now with the call-up. So good on him and certainly somebody who you could potentially see, given his assets and the skill set that he brings, somebody who could have a bright future as well. Team off today, morning skate tomorrow. Next time we'll see him. It'll be interesting to see if any changes are made and if anyone injured is able to return. It's the Caps and the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow at 7. Network airtime at 6.45 at the beginning of a four-game homestand. Your extended pregame show exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7. CapsRadio247.com. Hear it at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon with Ben. In the meantime, Benny, have yourself a great Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.